So after college, I was about 24 years old is when I opened my dance studio and I had no knowledge of business, but I knew in my gut, I knew in my core that I could do it. And everybody, including my parents, told me I was crazy. Like literally, you're crazy. And I heard the words, you're crazy so many times that I started to believe that I was crazy. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Karine Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Hey there, listeners. I am so excited to discuss so many things with you with serial entrepreneur Joanna Vargas today on the show. But before we jump into the conversation, I just want to thank you Thank you for listening. Thank you for posting your five-star reviews. Thank you for helping me donate um, because with each review, I donate $5 to one of my favorite charities. And just thank you for sharing, sharing this podcast with others because as we are adding value each day and building ourselves up, Nothing feels better than being able to share it with others. So I really appreciate all your shares as well. And as always, if you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out. Let's jump into today's conversation with Joanna. Joanna has been a serial entrepreneur since the age of 11. This girl has had her hustle on. So of course, I had to have her on the show because she consistently reinvents herself through her learning. We talk about her learning style. We talk about what it means to be criticized, um, pushed down, and then stand back up in it all. She has a podcast called Get Up Girl and just recently launched that as well. So you got to go follow and take a listen to that show um, because conversations with her are always amazing. But really today, we also share some tools on how to create a deeper connection with each other by asking the right questions. Asking open questions so you can build a better connection. I know you're going to enjoy today's conversation. I really appreciate hearing from you after you listen. Go ahead and snap a picture of the show and tag us both in it. We'd love to hear from you. But without further ado, let's just jump right in. I know you're going to be cracking up with us because she and I cannot stop laughing. And I know you'll enjoy the show. See you on the other side. Welcome to another interview episode on today's podcast. I am so excited to welcome Joanna Vargas. Welcome, Joanna. I am so excited, girl. We're going to have a great conversation. Thank you. I know because when we we recently have met and hung out and had awesome dinners and literally guys like the first interaction with Joanna, you you just want to shake your ass when you're hanging out with this badass. <laughs> so it's like yes. it is so much fun because she's all about movement. She's all about um, awakening who you're meant to be and how you stand in your greatness every single day. And so it's a contagious energy. So I'm so excited to share her with you and especially her journey. But most of all, have this conversation to share with others so that they feel that energy every single day. Dang, so, I appreciate that. Oh yeah, girl. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so Sick her ass more. 
<laughs> I know. You know what I'm so annoyed with? I'm just going to do a little pet peeve, Tucker. <laughs> I'm so annoyed that on my Instagram account, I no longer can stream music and like dance and like tag you and show you that I'm doing the daily, you know, dance moves um, because of the stupid, I don't know, they'd like banned me from sharing music. Are you in Instagram jail? Instagram jail. No <laughs> music for you. And, and I'm so not, I don't have radios anymore or like any sort of other music player right, than my all phone. My phone. That's yes. it. Oh my God. So I feel crippled. Now I have to like go out and get like a 1980s Walkman or CD man or something. <laughs> You in jail, girl. <laughs> I need a boombox. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I've just, I was sidetracked, but I would love for you to share with my listeners your journey into building the movement-based businesses that you have, but truly like where you are today as a business coach, as a mentor, as an advisor to helping women really get awakened to what's possible and step into who they are meant to be. So if you just share a bit about your own journey, that would be awesome. So our listeners can understand where it's all coming from. Absolutely. You know what? I've always been a dancer since I came out of the womb. I was always moving. I can always hear the beat as a young girl. And I knew it was my gift. And I was not a conventional learner. And I know that today it took me how many years to figure it out that I don't learn the way other people learn. And, but it wasn't like that back in the 80s, right? So I had to sit down and learn. And I never fit in. I never took tests really well. But I always took dance. And it was in my blood. When I was 11 years old, I saw Paul Abdul on the American Music Awards. And I literally got a download. I got uh, the answer. I got the, the goosebumps, so to speak, and I was cracked open. And I can remember knowing at 11 that I was going to own a dance studio. And I said, I'm going to do what she does. And it wasn't the first time I'd seen Paul Abdul, but there was a download at that moment. And ever since then, I knew moving forward when I got downloads for my businesses. And if somebody's listening, like, what the heck's a download? Like, you'll just know. Like, you just get this like awakening, this vision, and your body just like heats up. And I had it at 11. And ever since then, I always knew I was going to open a dance studio. So I've never worked for corporate. I just always knew I was going to be a business owner. It was in my blood. I did the lemonade stands. I did the selling of avocados. I mean, I, you name it, I, the, the story, right? That's what I did. So after college, I was about 24 years old is when I opened my dance studio. And I had no knowledge of business. But I knew in my gut, I knew in my core that I could do it. And everybody, including my parents told me I was crazy. Like literally, you're crazy. And I heard the words, you're crazy so many times that I started to believe that I was crazy. Sure. Like they, they wanted to say I was bipolar and say that I was this and take this medication. I mean, you name it, this podcast is not long enough to say all the stories of... I think of a lot of entrepreneurs and women that think the way we do grew up in a way where they were trying to put us into a box. And so I opened the studio knowing that I have to prove them wrong. Yeah. So I opened that business with, it wasn't a good foundation. Yeah. The foundation was ugly. It was murky. It was out of like an F you to everybody. Like I'll show you. And I grinded so hard with that business that I had bronchitis for a year. I mean, I was so freaking sick. And I made it work. I built that studio from one student to like 700 students without a business degree, nothing. I knew nothing about anything, but I figured it out. But I figured it out with that FU. 
After that, I was so miserable about eight years or so, I sold the business. And when I sold the business, I could not run fast enough. And I felt so guilty from leaving my staff or leaving everybody. And nobody understood. But deep down, I was dying. You were out of alignment. Yeah, totally out of alignment. Heck yeah, out of alignment. Oh my gosh. And I, I could understand when people talk about when they're in corporate and they want to leave. It's the same, it was the same trajectory, it was just different, right? Yep. I, so I was doing the entrepreneurship way. I was just doing it differently the way they did it, went to college, went to corporate. And right. I was just, I hate this. So after that, now from then, my mission is every business that I create, I want it to be eat with ease, with enjoyment. Uh, all those things, you know, check off the list. And so that's where I am today. And that's where the Get Up Girl was born because there's so many stories within that of how I kept getting up and how I kept getting up. And I have that gift where I, I'm like that little clown thing where you hit the clown and it goes down and it comes back up. <laughs> and people are looking like, girl, when are you going to give up? When are you going to stop? When are you going to yeah. X, Y, Z, fill it in? And here's what I noticed. After so many years of getting back up, people stop saying, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, And then that's where I've realized where I am today. I kind of lost my edge a little bit because I don't have the... That was my kryptonite. When people told me I couldn't do it, it got me back up. And now I don't have that anymore because I can see that people are saying, ah, Joanna's got this. Ah, she'll be fine. So I don't have that kryptonite anymore. And I'm trying to find my new way of business. And so that's where I am today in a nutshell. That's the cliff notes, girl. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll dive deep a little bit into some of it. But what was so cool about your journey and your awareness at 11 to listen to your calling, right? Like there's there's something that when we're in an innocent state of being and we're more connected to the universe, the messages that come to us because we're so open and we're being so expansive to just discover we're allowed that as children. And for some reason, it gets turned off when we come into adulthood, which is really not cool because of all the comparison models, the competitive models, the things that say, this is how you should be in society makes us feel less than because we're different. And it's really great that you share as your journey, um, the awakening and the the downloads you received at 11 to know the mission you were on, like the purpose you're meant to be in and what would fill you up the most. And then of course, we get tripped up as we grow up because we're in containers with other people telling us what they believe would work and would not work without us even trying. And that stops us. It puts us into fear. It puts us into doubt. In your case, it puts you into like overdrive. Like you started to push so hard to prove everybody so, so wrong in order to feel right in what you're meant to do. And that also puts you out of alignment because you're not in a state of receiving when you're pushing past everything just to prove someone else wrong. And so many people do this. So I'm, I'm really excited that you're sharing it because being on the other side of that, right? Letting go of that business that pushed you so hard, put you in a health crisis, like didn't allow you to truly thrive. You're now in this discovery mode of, no, what's true to me and what I believe matters and what I want matters. And you're showing other people how to step into that daily and really feel the essence of who they're meant to be in this world, which I love because my show is all about helping you align what you love with what you do. 
mm-hmm. and the money will always come mm-hmm. because we can always figure out how the biggest challenges we have are really identifying who we want to be and then being disciplined about allowing the right things in that help us get there. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And I feel like over the years in adulthood, quote unquote, I'm making air quotes, another onion layer, another onion layer just keeps coming on. And as I'm awakening even more and becoming more aware, it's removing each onion layer. And every day it's like, oh, where'd that come from? There's another one. Oh, where'd that come from? It's like a little weed keeps popping up. Yes. Yeah. And because the core of us is meant to be expansive. And the layers sometimes we have to put on to protect ourselves through weathering the storm doesn't necessarily mean we got to carry that layer forward. So you have to peel the onion. You have to take that layer off. And I love that as an analogy because that is also what I had to do for me going through my conformed mind state of being of who I thought I had to be to show up to, to meet the measure of success using my mm-hmm. quotation hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then figuring out that, no, if I'm not fulfilled from the inside, no matter what I achieve on the outside, it will never, never, never feel as good as it can be. If I, if I focus on fulfillment, if I focus on what is the aligned energy that I want to show up in every day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The other thing that I love about your story is that you've been a serial entrepreneur since you got out of college. Like Even before that, like you're always hustling mm-hmm. and you're always trying to figure out the creative way of earning in order to live in a stance and a life and an exposure and experience that you truly feel gifted in. So tell me a little bit about that experience of like really understanding like has there been a point through your journey where you were like oh that's how business actually runs. Oh that's how I have to actually think about it because now you spin off so many different businesses really quickly because you have a framework that you can lean into. Tell me a little bit about when that showed up for you and how effective that has been. So when you want to pivot, you can actually show up in it really quickly. Yeah, Kareen, you know what? Every single business or year or month, I have those moments, right? And as I'm growing as a business owner, every single time I'm learning something different. When I opened my dance studio, I'd say I'd have it about four years before I got a coach. So for about four years, I did it knowing nothing, right? Blindly. And, but I also see that as a gift because I think if I, I may have had her or his opinions and ideas, yeah, come in and I wouldn't do it maybe from what I just knew my awareness was. But I remember asking, because I'm really big about questions, but I asked, I wonder if there's somebody's out there that can help me. And the next week I go to this female business group and this business coach talks. I'm like, oh my God, again, another download. Boom, here it is. So I start talking to her and I start working with her. And everybody asks me, like, how do you get your business coaches? How do you get this? Um, how do you start learning and going to classes? And I said, one will lead to the next, will lead to the next. Just like finding Dory, that movie, The Little Shells, one shell leads to the next shell. So I have that business coach. Now that coach, I still have till today. So about 12 years later, Amazing. right? Yeah. I mean, and then from that one, it led to, then I took, went to Tony Robbins and then Tony Robbins led to this. And then this led to T. Harvecker and I went to all his courses. And then those, I met people there and then it led to something else. Then it led to Lori. Then it led to Chris Harder. If you're not familiar, Chris W. Harder at Instagram anyway, but that's, and then I met you. Right. And people always ask me and they'll call me and they'll want to 
pick my brain, so to speak. Like, what coach do you have? Who should I hire? Like, look, I can't tell you who to hire. Just try one. It's like a buffet. And one will lead to the next. And the next question I ask is, what do you want to learn? Because each coach is different. Each has their own niche, right? So the coach that I have now, the female one that I was talking about that I've had for about 12 years, she's really great at ideas. She's really great at scheduling and bringing your life into your business, right? Then I have other coaches that are really good at strategy. Then there's other coaches that are really good at money. So I think of it like an elite athlete. And let's say there's an elite football player and he has his offensive coach and he has his defensive coach. Then he has his coach that stretches him at the end. Then he has his acupuncturist. Then he has his fill in X, Y, Z, right? And I want that team. I I want that team. (laughs) Yes, it's a team, right? It's a dream. Yes. Like yesterday, I kind of felt off a little bit. Like I had anxiety yesterday. I'm like, okay, what is this? What is going on? Are you trying to tell me something, body, life, like what's going on? And I went right into who do I need to reach out to? My coaches, like who's going to help me with this? Send a text. I need a 30 minute call or whatever. But depending on where I'm stuck, let's say I'm stuck with an idea for a, a book title or for an event title. I will call the other coach and then she will help me work through that. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that. those are the things that every single time in a business... I'll, I'll say and that okay. helps you build the framework that is aligned with who you need to be to run and lead your business, right? Absolutely. So because some, some of the folks listening, right, are just trying to do it all, especially the, the newer entrepreneur, the, the new... Like someone who's a solopreneur wants to expand past themselves... Or even if they're in a career in a business, corporate, et cetera, and it's spinning off and they now want to like take that next leap. Okay. What I love about what you just shared is you put a team of experts to guide you into what aligned steps you need to take exactly where you are in your business right now to whatever you're asking them to help you to get to. And I love that awareness because it's, it takes people years to figure out that they don't have to do it alone, that they can actually ask for the help. They have to check in with themselves. The other thing that I'm realizing about speaking with you too, Joanna, is that you are highly aligned and intuitive and know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to filter because a lot of people also don't like turn the filters on like they should yeah. and they might go invest in courses and people and, and these programs and be like, well, what the hell did I walk away with? Because they didn't know really how to go into the room and leverage the expertise because I know you have that skill set too. And I actually would love for you to share mm. what your tips are on how best to connect Mm. in a room when you have those big questions you're looking to answer for yourself? How do you actually leverage a room or even if that person that you never thought you would meet face-to-face all of a sudden is in front of you and you you want to be prepared? Mm -hmm. What is that exercise? Because you've shared it with me before and I would love our listeners to hear that. I'm really big on questioning. Questions, questions, and two ways of questions. Questions where you can ask yourself and quietly, you know, you don't say it out loud. I mean, I guess you can, right? I even asked questions before this interview today. And some of the questions I asked was, what do the listeners want to hear? And I don't know the answer. I don't answer it, right? And then uh, what else can I say that can contribute to someone or a lot of people? Because I thought if I can assist one person or many, 
And that would be awesome. And what to say. So that's one way. The second way is to also ask questions of other people. I'm really good at connecting with strangers in a room because I'm absolutely genuinely curious about them. And I start learning their name. I start asking them my number one question for people that, because I'm truly an introvert, even though I, you know, I'm pretty extroverted in my nature, I like to be alone. And so for me to go out and talk to people, I have a series of questions. And the number one question is, hey, where do you live? It's a number one. That will always lead to the next question, lead to the next question. So my next question, because tangibly, somebody's like, okay, I'm kind of shy. What do I do? Because when you lead with a business card, when you lead with that question, what do you do? If no. I hear, what do you do one more time? I'm going to scream. Yeah, it's a I, shutdown. It's just yeah. so like cold. Impersonal. It feels very impersonal. Yeah. What do, you, what do you say to that? Like, what do you do? I'm like, well, well and I do I'll a tell lot. you this. I'll tell you this. They're not listening on the other side of asking that question. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they really don't care. So what do you do? And then and then it's like uh for me, I always re- I was like, Well, what do you do? Like yes. I I won't answer it. I'm horrible <laughs> at that because I will actually listen to their answer, but I know majority of the time they're not listening to my answer on the other end of that side. But having those questions prepared that are truly about connecting. Mm-hmm. So where do you live? So that's one question. Give me another wow. one. The next one from there, let's say they live down the street from me uh, because you live uh, like three hours ahead of me, right? So that's yeah. different. But if you live around me, the next question is, oh, did you go to high school over there? Do you see how like random this question is? And you'll see people's faces. They're either intrigued or like, why do you want to know? And right. right away, that will show me if they're not interested in talking to me. Because yeah. I don't really care yet what you do for a living. I want to know where you grew up. Uh, do you know anybody? Do we have any uncommon commonalities? And in sales, I just want to get to know you, right? Yeah. So, and through this, I'm saying their name over and over again. So let's say I shake your hand. I'm like, hi, Kree, nice to meet you. Oh, where do you live? Oh, did you grow up over there? Oh, did you go to high school over there? Oh, and most of the time they'll go to a high school that I know somebody and I'll be like, oh, do you know so-and-so? Yeah. Or do you know, have you ever been to this restaurant? And now we start having a conversation that's completely different. Now their guards are down. Now we start to talk and have a human conversation. And here's the interesting thing I've noticed that like 99.999% of people won't come back and ask me questions. And I know it's not impersonal. I know it's not intentional in person. I mean, I know it's not personal, but I think it's just the way we're taught. We're not taught to conversate as kids. My dad taught me like, okay, you go, you shake your head, yeah. you ask questions. Yeah. I don't think we're taught that as children. No, etiquette is so different now too. It's actually scary trying to have conversations with younger generations mm-hmm. where they haven't been trained on how to communicate because everything's digital. Everything's mm-hmm. texting. Everything's a message. If it, And it's almost like it's not real unless it's in that format. Like it's mm-hmm. there's something going on with the mind now and I love that we're talking about this because I think it's affecting etiquette on how when you do show up in a room how to relate and not sit mm-hmm. so closed off focused on your phone and also the anxiety mm. uh, that occurs when you don't have the skill. Mm. Yes. And I, so I love that we're sharing these tips on guys these are simple questions to ask. All of us have a story to tell. Oh. All of us have something in relation to the other person sitting across from us, next to us, whatever that looks like. Like literally the other day, this is so I was commuting into the city and I'm just on my phone. I'm catching, I would do my like digital posts or whatever. I'm catching up on email 
And this woman, two seats next to me, like there's the empty seat between us as I'm heading into the city. And she just starts eating an orange. And I was so... It was such a pleasant ride because I freaking love citrus and it like really calms me. And so literally I let time pass and I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I say anything? How grateful I am for her and her orange right now. You yeah. know? And I'm like, yes, I fucking say so. Oh, excuse <laughs> my French listeners, but I say something because how often in, in her own little moment, she's having, eating her orange, reading, putting on her makeup. She had a whole routine. <laughs> Like she was, she was, was her morning routine, routine on the ride. I know she was. She was because it's you know we're about fifty minutes from the set. She's like she and I just turned to her and I just say I just have to thank you for making my ride today more pleasant because I love the smell of oranges. Mm. And so th- and she looked at me like she thought I was probably going to nag on her. We're like, what are you eating on the train for? Because yeah. a lot of people can't stand that. But the, the point was, I made a connection with her. And just in that moment, just shared with her how appreciative I was. And then she literally came back to, she's like, most people are really annoyed with other people eating. I was like, but that, well, that's their problem. I'm just letting you know that I'm super grateful that you had, you know, your enjoyment of that orange. I enjoyed it too. (laughs) And it was like a relatable moment. It was a way to connect. And it's so rare today. It's so rare that people just... And do you know how they light up when you do that? Yes. That's what I love about your questions too, because people want to know that they are seen, they're heard, and that they matter. Yes. And it's so simple to create. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and that's how you stand out in a room. Everybody remember that girl, they're pointing to me. Oh yeah. She cared. She actually was curious about me. I could talk to anybody. Yeah. Hey, where where do you... those Those are the three questions. Yeah. Where do you live? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to high school? Yeah. And again, and, and it's a good filter. And the other questions, I wanted to go back, Karina, the, the other questions about asking just general questions, because yeah. what I teach, and here's my little magic trick, is that when we ask questions, we usually want to answer them. Now, these are different of like, where do you live? Those are different to answer. But when I'm asking, hey, what do your listeners want to hear today? Hey, how does my life get better than it is today? Yeah. And as young children, we're taught to answer questions. And I think that's why we're taught to lie uh, worth not even knowing that we're lying. For example, mm. when I was a young girl and I would cry because, you know, whatever. And my dad would always say, you know, Hispanic father, he'd come in. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? And he was just like so embarrassed that I would cry. And I remember being young and like literally thinking, why am I crying? Why am I crying? Because I wanted to give him an answer. I wanted to make him happy. And I had no answer. Yeah, so you're just feeling. Say, yeah. I don't know why I'm crying. He would get angrier. So what I would do is make up an answer. Mm. Oh, my sister did this. So this happened. Mm. And then, then he would get, you know, less angry, but he's still angry. Like, well, why do you care? <laughs> All right. But as long as like, okay, I gave an answer. But mm. from a young child, I was taught to give an answer. And I notice now with adults, when they ask kids questions, like, why did you do this? Or uh, why did you decide to do that? And you could see them like, uh, 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 and they'll just give an answer, right? So the point I'm trying to make is that we're taught to give answers to questions, even though we don't have answers to yet, right? So same thing with life. If I ever ask, how does it get better than this? When we answer a question, it actually creates limitations. And life, God, universe cannot answer it for us for something that we cannot even see or imagine. Because we can only answer it in the way that our life sees it. 
For example, my onion layers, let's go back to the onion layers. I can only answer that question from the onion layers that I have seen. But if I say what else is possible and truly come from curiosity, I'm truly curious, just like talking to somebody at a networking event. I'm truly curious. How does it get better than this? Then God, life, universe can answer it for me in a way that I could never, ever, ever imagine. And trust me, it always, always, always works out the awareness. The answer will always be better than I can ever imagine. And so there's two questions I want to share with your listeners is how does it get better than this? And the second one is what else is possible? They're so general. They're so easy. You no, they're could, very actually expansive, ex- right? And allows us to be open. Mm-hmm. You know, because exactly. we always are asking the the how questions in order to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. But when you ask the question, "How does it get better than this?" you're actually asking a, an open question, an open, expansive question to then receive more in. Because if you keep it so finite. Your results are finite. Finite, girl. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Like I love vision boards and I'm telling people, I love vision boards. I love when uh, we want to create something or other. Another word is manifest. I don't think people understand that manifest actually means how it comes to be. Yes. So manifestation is amazing, but it actually is finite. But when you ask, how does it get better? For example, on my vision board, if I put a red sports car, but I say, how does it get better than this red sports car? Then I could get something that's even more expansive than that. Right. If you're like, red sports car, you're going to get a red sports car. Yeah, you get the red sports car that's paid for with all the luxury interior that has everything that came to you as a gift yeah. because it came, it was better than just visualizing. <laughs> Holy shit, what are the what is the loan I have to get to get that red sports car, right? Like that's expansive thinking. I yes. love this. And then what else is possible? Yes. And open, 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 guys. Be open. That's when the awakening comes. That's why Joanna is so good at creating this awakening in all of us because she knows the questions that keep us in an open state that allows us to receive not only the answer that might be coming from the universe, the, the downloads that we receive, the, mm-hmm. um, the gifting that's in front of you. It actually gives you an open awareness energetically so that you can receive from anybody you cross paths with. Anybody. Absolutely. Yes. Those two questions. I love Even it. Even if your listeners get one of the questions. I actually wanted to tattoo. I think I will. How does it get better than this? Just so I can, just, that's my mantra. If I'm walking down the street, how does it get better than this? And next, I want to add this so that everybody can get it is that ask it when things are great and ask it when things are crappy. Both ways. It doesn't matter because, and this is another thing we're taught to be humble. We're taught to appreciate what we have. We're taught to take, be grateful, which I'm totally grateful. And how does it get better? But we're taught not to think grander than we have. Yeah. What you have, you should be grateful and keep it here in a small cup. Yeah. But how does it get better? Yes. So I would say like, if you have really good sex, say, how does it get better than this? When you have a really good meal, yeah, dinner, (laughs) how does it get better than that? Then when things are really crappy and shit, you're like, how does it get better than this? And then there's a little bit. How does it get better? When I travel, all I ask is, how does it get better? Oh, I wonder where I'm going to sit. Oh, I wonder what I'm going to eat. And it's always better than I could ever imagine. Because if I plan my meals 
if I plan like I'm going to go here and I'm going to eat chicken, boring, right? (laughs) But if I say, I wonder what I'm going to eat. And that's why I don't like to go to Yelp or or research. I'm not that kind of girl. I'm the kind of girl like, let's drive and just experience what happens. I did that the other night. Uh, I had a friend pick me up and he's like, what do you want to eat? I said, let's get in the car and just drive and see what happens. He goes, I love it. And so we found this place. And let me tell you, girl, the best tacos I've ever had on this freaking planet. I mean, I'm a taco girl. I love tacos, but taco connoisseur. And I had the best tacos. There were Brussels sprouts tacos. Mm. I mean, I would have never, again, my onion layers and my mindset wouldn't have come together that I want Brussels sprouts tacos tonight. But if I asked, I wonder what I'm going to eat tonight. I got Brussels sprouts tacos that freaking were amazing. I could have never conventionally put that together, even if I yelped it, even if I yeah. researched it. Yeah. Uh, so those are the the ways. I love it, yeah. and because I, I, I also know it's part of your journey. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like you've had depression, yeah. you've gone through yeah. you know business challenges, you've had life, like life that happens to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. When was it that these tools? showed up for you in a way that created the discipline that when it is the lowest low moments that you actually lean into these type of questions, the openness, the awareness, the experience, the, you know, that side of you, because it does take a discipline, I believe, like of consistently, because if you guys didn't hear it from Joanna, like just hear me now, she's doing this in every area of her life. She's asking these questions and it's created such an abundant response because she's been open. And even in her lowest moments, it is what has drawn her out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about when things are hard so that our listeners can truly understand when it is low, why these type of questions, why the state of being matters in order Mm -hmm. to move through it. Oh, that's such a great question. Thanks for asking that one. Yeah, like I said, I'm a walking, talking question. And I was introduced this about five years ago. And it's taken me about five years to get it. Like, I I get it now, right? I've been doing a little bit every time. But the more I practice it, the more magic I see. And I'm like, I cannot live without this. And the moment I was introduced to it was at a retreat. And she was just talking about questions and curiosity. And at that moment, I was producing a music festival. And I had produced a music festival the first year. And that was great and amazing, stressful. Now I'm on the second year. And I'm in this period of about two months before. And I'm going, it doesn't feel right. Like you said, out of alignment, it did not feel right. It just felt very uphill. So I go to this retreat and she teaches us the questions. And I went on this little walk outside in nature and I started asking questions. I was like a walking, talking, like little mantra question girl. If you just saw me, you know, <laughs> taking a little walk. <laughs> See me? And, I love it. <laughs> and I start asking questions of the music festival. I'm like, all right, music festival, what do you want to be? Okay, how does it get better than what it is right now? Because it sucks. Mm. Uh, and I started asking questions about the bands. Like, hey, the bands, do they want to be here? Do you just name the question? I can go on and on. And um, instead of like, it's like a prayer, but it's different. Um, And it's like energetically, I'm asking what they want. Yeah. And the next day, I got the download of cancel it. Uh, It was about a month before. So cancel it. Yeah. (laughs) And I, this is what I go into it. 
I don't have a choice. I had that mantra. I don't have a choice. And my coach at the time said, she got quiet, very stoic and said, you always have a choice. (gasps) And something happened. I I just felt it in my bones. I'm like, you're right. Shit. I'm just scared. I'm freaking scared. Cause I went into the, they're going to sue me. These are large music labels. They're going to sue me. I'm doing a real big music festival. This is legit. I had big bands. This was not little small bands. And, and I kept asking the question and I kept getting the awareness of cancel it. Like I just, my body was telling me, cancel it, cancel it. And after that, that I went through a big depression for about a year because I felt like a failure, Mm -hmm. not because I canceled it, but because I didn't, I wasn't able to figure it out. I made bad choices. And after that deep depression of anxiety and feeling just like, I don't want to leave the house. I started asking more questions and more questions. But the question I asked was, what's right about this right now that I'm not seeing? Mm, Beautiful. Like what's right about this right now that I'm not seeing? Because in all the uckiness, all the shit, I couldn't see what's right, what was good. That was one question that helped get me out of that. And then a couple months ago, my love of my life, my boyfriend, he broke up with me and we lived together and he moved out. And right after that, I hurt my knee. No reason. I just all of a sudden couldn't walk. Literally could not walk. I needed a cane. If you Mm. saw me, I looked like I was 60 years old. And everybody around me is like, what's wrong? What's wrong with your leg? And I knew that it was because I was sad. Mm-hmm. I was sad and my body wanted me to slow down. Slow down, girl. And that's, it took me a while, Kareem, to start asking the questions because when you're in the crap, you forget to ask the questions. Sure, you forget, yeah. You know, you're like, screw that, I hate life. What's wrong with you, knee, right? And then I started to ask, what is this? What is this? Can I shift it? If so, can I shift it? You know, it, what, uh, my body told me that I missed him. And then I had to let him go. Mm-hmm. And girl, as soon as I said, I let him go, the next day I was able to walk. Yeah. This is magic. Yeah. So those are a couple times where the questions have helped get me out. But one of the reasons I, uh, one of the questions I asked when I hurt my knee was, again, what's right about this right now that I'm not seeing? And what I got was that it helped me, it's helped slow me down during December, take some time off. That was what yeah. was right. Things like that. But, um, yeah. And like I said, yesterday I had that anxiety and what is this? It ha- it helps me be more aware and see. But yeah, yeah. But also you're giving yourself the grace for the answer to come. I think a lot of the times we can create our own pain questioning and feeling like we're in a circle. And it's like, it, it, it it's the negative type of questions, right? Like it's the, why is this happening? Right. Like in, in the, in that kind of tone, like, why is this happening to me? You know, as opposed to how can this be better? Yes. You guys see the difference in that? Yeah. It's like, how can this be better? Is that things are going to happen. Shit's going to happen. It's going to get hard at times, but how you choose to show up in it and realize, like you said, where it's not a dilemma, you always have a choice. You always have a choice. And so recognizing how many choices you have come from the questions. 
Like that's where the beauty is and the discovery. That's what a coach's stance is even still. Like that's what we both do in our businesses for who we work with and help them get to the other side. It's because we know the powerful questions to ask in order to help them get the clarity on what action to take next. And as simple as I might make that sound, that is a gifting Mm -hmm. that comes with the stance we have to assist you in getting to that next level. And I know that um, in discipline and practice of what goes on in our mind is what matters most. And I really appreciate you sharing what you did when it was hard, when it was challenging, when it started to physically manifest in your body because there was a need to let go, but you didn't really ask that yet. Like, mm-hmm. what do I have to let go of in order to create the, the room for what I'm meant to welcome in? That's like my... That's one of my staple questions. Mm. Because sometimes if I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling like there is, like I'm literally walking through mud trying to accomplish mm. something, that just means that I haven't created the, the room mm. for what needs to be received next. There's probably mm. something I'm dragging behind me uh-huh. <laughs> that needs to be let go of to create the opening for what's next. I love that. Create the room. I really like that. Yeah, huh. you have to create the space. Yeah, because when we don't have the space, it's almost like you think about like one of your most disorganized closets or drawers, the one that you come in. Like I, I have this in my kitchen actually, and it drives me nuts. My husband and I are very different about stuff in our house, right? Like it's one of those things. Are we all? Like yeah, we all are. And it's like you know when you have a dynamic of joint people in a space, you have to respect how they need their space, and you have yeah. to create the space that's best for yours. But imagine. Yeah you have a closet. And imagine that closet is full of all the things that fill you up. All the things that excite you every Mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. And and you now are trying to receive 10 more things, but the closet is full. Mm. What now needs to happen in order for you to put that away in that closet, to make Mm. space for it in that closet? You have to make room. You either have to shift things around you know, it might not be a full let go. It might be a delegate. It might be something where I just have to hang it up a certain way in order for it to fit. That means you got assistance, mm-hmm. right? That means that you have support in someone else picking up the, the, the weight of this for you, like hanging it in their closet so that you can put the new thing underneath it for it to fit. You have to create the space. And a lot of us struggle because we feel like, especially when identity shifts happen, which is, you know, I know you've gone through over and over again with the different businesses you build and who you're attracting in and how do you want to, you know, get to that next level. We have to create the space in our identity to allow for the new things to show up. So version, you know, Kareem 1997 (laughs) is a completely different version of Kareem 2020. (laughs) And but there are pieces of 1997 that I still have in me because they serve me today. Your overalls? <laughs> What'd you say? I said your overalls from 1997. I, know, I would say like probably like the, the things I had to let go of. <laughs> like probably like my magenta hair or my like, <laughs> or just like my big clunky ass platform shoes that was yes. style right now. If like just thinking about all the, the clothes. If I hang, hung on to all those clothes, oh my God, my whole house would be full. 
Yeah. But I am a different identity today. So I have to make I have to make room mm. for how I want to show up in today. And those questions matter, which mm. I love that we have this dialogue because I know our listeners are going to benefit completely from listening yeah. today and getting these key questions to ask themselves and yeah. share with them. And I would love for you guys as you're listening, as you ask yourself these questions, share it with us. Like tag yeah. us on Instagram, if Please. you're even on LinkedIn or even on Facebook, whatever it is that you took away from listening to this episode of the discipline of asking yourself open, expansive questions so you can get to that next level. Mm-hmm. This is what we would love to hear from you. Yes. Like, oh. Snap a picture, do a live video, Ooh. tag Ooh. us in it. I'm at Kareen Z. Walsh. You know that. Joanna's at, at Joanna Vargas Official. So yeah. you can follow her as well. But we like live in this daily as coaches, as business coaches, life coaches, etc. Just helping you get to that next level. These are the tips and tools that literally help mm-hmm. you get there. Yeah. Okay, I, I just want to go back wait, yeah. quickly on the why question. Just so that the listeners know why questions do not create more. No. Why questions actually give you more of what you don't want. So if, let's say when I hurt my knee and I'm like, why is this happening to me? God and life will say, well, here it is. And they will just give you more of it. And that's when we're like, why, why? And it just keeps like little kids were taught why. So expanding questions are how and what. Yes. Just a little side note. No, I love that. And if you're stuck in the why, 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 then you, that's, that's the first indicator to start changing Mm. how you actually ask it. And so I love that tip. I really loved our conversation today, Joanne. I know I it's gifted so many people. And um, if someone wants to connect with you or reach out, you're, you know, you have your podcast going on. So I'm sure they're going to come over and listen to the Get Up Girl podcast. But yes, how would do. you love for, for my listeners to connect with you? I love DMs. So uh, in, DM me at Instagram, which is uh, Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Blah. And I love stories. So tag me yes. on your stories and I will share them and vice versa. And you guys, once you follow her, definitely jump into her dance challenges that she does because they are so much fun. And if I could get my Instagram fixed, I will be jumping back <laughs> in there too to get my music back on so we can yeah. dance together. I got a new a new t- TikTok. Just remind me. <laughs> oh yeah. She's all up in TikTok, guys. If you are on TikTok, you got to join and do her challenges on TikTok as well. They are so much fun. Um, and she's just a she's just a ball of energy. So thank you. Thank you for gifting us with your time today and um, how your journey has led you to where you are today. But most of all, I know the people you will continue to impact, attracting them in and sharing your light with them is just going to make such an awesome difference. And so thank you again for being on the show. I'm so incredibly grateful. And how does it get better than this? I know. It, 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 I, I have some ideas. So we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. I already got my answers. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Thank you. <laughs> if you can, you know, post your review, share this podcast, if, and just literally connect with us. We would love to hear from you. Thanks we love for- it. Thank you. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. 
Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.